This episode of Talk Fitness is in partnership with The Vitamin Shop, where knowledgeable health enthusiasts are standing by to help you thrive every day. So glad you're listening to Talk Fitness today. The other day I was talking with my husband about keto and wanting to do keto. And he said, yeah, you know, I've thought about that too, but I don't want to get that keto flu. You know, you, I hear that for a couple of weeks, you feel lousy and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, well, I know the guy to go to about this. <laughs> my friend, Drew Manning, he's a regular on all my shows. It's your health. Talk healthy today. Talk fitness today. Drew, I have to have you on Naturally Savvy and then you'll be on all my shows. Uh, we're going to be talking about the top three mistakes of keto and how to avoid keto flu. Drew, welcome back. Thanks, Lisa. It's a pleasure to be back on. All right. So, Drew, first of all, for people who are like, okay, what is this keto thing? I've heard about it. Let's jump into some of the basics and the mistakes, and then let's avoid that flu. Maybe I can get my husband to do it with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, first of all, people need to understand what keto is before they just jump into it. A lot of people think it's just eating a lot of butter and bacon and cheese, and then they're, they're, they're doing keto, but they don't really understand what it means. So, basically, Ketosis is a is a totally different metabolic state that your body enters into when there's no glucose available. So basically what that means is if you cut out carbohydrates, which turn into glucose in the body, your body is forced to produce these things called ketones to be used as energy, right? So it's kind of our body's backup system so that if we stopped eating today, we wouldn't die within a day, right? Our bodies can live a long time using our stored fat as energy. So basically you're, be, you're becoming a fat burner instead of a sugar burner, right, which is, comes from carbohydrates so that we have to put in our body. But our bodies can last a long time living off of its own fat stores. But to, to, to do that, you, you can get into ketosis one of two ways. One is either to stop eating, right, which isn't always fun for some people, so I get that. Um, <laughs> or you can, ha- you can hack that by eating a ketogenic diet, which is, 70, which is really high fat, so about 70% of your calories coming from pure fat, and then about 25% from protein, so it's only moderate amount of protein, not a lot, and then 5% or less of carbohydrates. So it's very low carb, but that forces your body to break down the, the fatty acids in your body and convert them into ketones, and then ketones are used as energy instead of glucose for our brain, our muscles, and our organs. Oh, that's nice. And this is something that you do, and you look yes. like a million bucks, and you sound like a million bucks, so I'm assuming you feel better, because I know like a lot of people are, are going towards things for looks, but I want to look and feel better. Yeah, so ketosis has a lot of applications other than just weight loss and fat loss. Now, a lot of people use it for fat loss and weight loss, but I look at it as nutrition for your brain. So for me, the biggest thing I noticed when I did it, when I first did it a few years ago, was that I, my mind felt so much clearer, right? So the the improvement in cognitive function and mental clarity was like night and day compared to what it was before. And I wasn't a slave to food all day, right? So I didn't have, I didn't feel the need to eat every two or three hours like I usually did to, you know, quote unquote, keep my metabolism going. I could eat once or twice a day and feel fantastic. And my brain was so much sharper and there was no crashes in energy throughout the day. I even just finished a three-day fast recently uh, running off ketones as an energy source and not feeling hungry. So it it just takes a while for your body to get used to it and get adapted to it. So the number one thing I tell people when they go keto is to be patient with themselves and with their bodies. All right. That is good to know. Okay. So here's one of the things for me, and I know other people out there, I can't do dairy. If I eat any dairy, I'm like... I don't want to be gross, but like, <laughs> you know, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, it, like, yeah, there must have been butter in something I ate yesterday because I got it at Whole Foods. And honestly, I was up last night, like not able to sleep because I was just like so flummy. Okay, I'll say the word, the, the F-P-H <laughs> word or however you smell it, smell it, smell it, whatever. 
It's horrible. So, you know, I hear about the butter and the coffee and the butter and this and the butter and that. And I think, well, what am I? And even ghee I'm sensitive to. And I know other people out there, whether it's lactose intolerance or this sort of issue. What do we do? Because I'm nervous I'm going to run out of things to eat because I don't eat cheese either. Right. And isn't that yeah. part of it? Or are there ways around this? Oh, there's totally ways around it. You know, that's the problem. I think a lot of people uh, mistakenly eat too much dairy when they go keto. Like I said, they just think it's a lot of cheese and butter and, and cream cheese. Um, it can be that for some people that tolerate dairy, but most people uh, have some type of allergy to dairy, right? And so, you know, yeah. I used to be lactose intolerant. So you can do it dairy-free for sure. So you're adding in a lot of more uh, plant-based fats instead of animal-based fats, right? So uh, avoiding the the, uh, the butters and the cheeses is definitely doable. Um, you can, you know, use MCT oil instead of butter, right? Or you can use coconut oil yes. instead of butter. Um, so there's a lot of different options out there. You don't have to eat dairy, especially if you're sensitive to it. You know, you brought up a good point with the MCT and the coconut oil, which brings me to a question. By the way, I eat both. My husband was asking me the other day. Again, he said, you know, here he comes and here you come. This is great. You're going to help us out. He said, "Hun, what should I be taking every day in my smoothie, uh, like a teaspoon of coconut oil or some MCT oil? And I said, well, I'm going to ask Drew because <laughs> I want to make sure I get the right answer. So what do you use for what? Because I, I would just love for you to, to answer that because I think that's something that is kind of confusing, right? Because I kind of go sure. back and forth. Yeah. So first of all, coconut oil contains a lot of MCT oil, right? So coconut oil yes. is, is comprised of about 60% MCT oil. MCTs are medium chain triglycerides. So it's a type of fat that is used very quickly and efficiently <clears throat> as energy inside of your body. So MCT oil, basically they, they extract that from the coconut oil, right? And then you just get pure MCT oil. So it's, it's um, you know, concentrated. So, um, that's the difference between those two things. The only problem is that for a lot of people, they have to be very careful uh, at first with MCT oil because you have to build up your tolerance to it. So if you eat too much oh, you the do. first time, you'll have disaster pains. You'll be running to the bathroom, right? So, um, oh, it's horrible. It's very efficient. <laughs> yes, it's not very fun. So start out small and then build up from there. Um, but you'll feel great adding MCT oil to your coffee, to your smoothies. Uh, you can cook with it. Um, there's a lot of uh, great options for it. But the thing with keto is you have to be adding in these high-quality fats um, to get that 70% of your calories from fat. Yeah, that's true. But you don't want to put too much. Now, what about with the coconut oil? Why would someone take that over the MCT oil? Is it, do you get more lauric acid? Do you get more of the other antiviral properties of the coconut oil if you just take the regular coconut oil versus the MCTs? Yeah, there's going to be more lauric acid. And I like to mix it up, to be honest with you. It's not like... One sure. is better than the other, in my opinion. But I like to get um, my fat from a lot of different, you know, healthy sources. So sometimes it's grass-fed butter, sometimes it's ghee, sometimes it's coconut oil, sometimes it's avocado oil or olive oil. Um, I like to mix up my fat um, and get them from a lot of different, sometimes plant-based sources, but sometimes for me, animal-based sources. So fattier cuts of meat sometimes are, are, are where I get a lot of my fat from as well. So take us through like a breakfast, lunch, and dinner, uh, just so people can get an idea and try. And if you can include some dairy-free ones too, that would be great. Yeah. So I start off my day usually with some type of uh, what's called bulletproof coffee, uh, which is some type of coffee with healthy fat added to it. So you could do a tablespoon of, of grass-fed butter, a tablespoon of coconut oil or MCT oil, um, and then you add it into your coffee and you blend it up. And so you have a fatty coffee for breakfast. And actually, it's really filling. And it's, it's, uh, it's pure fat, right? So you don't get a big insulin uh, spike from this bulletproof coffee. 
and you have great energy without like a hard crash later on, uh, like you would with, uh, you know, if you add sugar to your coffee. And so, um, that's my breakfast and I go work out. And then honestly, I'm not hungry until around lunchtime. So around lunchtime is my first big meal of the day, which will be comprised of probably maybe like four or five eggs, a couple of tablespoons of, of grass fed butter or coconut oil, a lot of spinach or broccoli sauteed in that as well. I'll add in, you know, chicken sausage or uh, pork sausage sometimes and with the grease. I know it sounds weird. Uh, I add it in there as mm-hmm. well. And then that's my lunch. And then I'm not hungry, honestly, until dinner time. So um, this is where it's nice. You know, I don't have to plan my meals and meal prep all day long, um, not having to eat every three hours. I'm not a slave to food. I can go throughout the day. My mind is clear. Um, my, uh, my stomach is full and I'm feeling great energy. And then dinner time, you know, maybe I'll have a couple grass-fed burgers with um, with bacon and avocado on top with a side of uh, sautéed cauliflower, and I'll sauté the cauliflower in, you know, butter or, or coconut oil with a lot of salt on it, and then that's my dinner, mm-hmm. and that's like a typical day for me. So, like I said, I eat two main meals. I have the Bulletproof coffee every now and then. Sometimes I'll do one meal a day, one large meal, and I feel great. So that's kind of like a typical day on keto. Wow. Now, what about a salad? Like, I love a big salad with beets and uh, celery and, uh, you know, cabbages and cucumbers and tomatoes. And I mean, where does does that fit in at all? Because I do love that, those fresh vegetables. Totally. I have a great recipe called the, I call it the keto man salad, but you can call it the keto woman <laughs> salad too. It's just it's a huge portion, right? It's a huge portion. And that's why I yes. call it the man salad. So I take a huge salad bowl and i'm talking like big and i put in all the veggies so um and when i say veggies i mean non-starchy nutrient-dense vegetables like spinach and kale and broccoli and brussels sprouts and i cut them up really really small right all these vegetables um i will throw in maybe almonds or uh, brazil nuts um every once in a while as well to bump up the fat and then i'll add in my meat right whether it's like leftover steak or even eggs or some type of fattier cut of meat that I like, and I'll add that. That's my protein source. And then I uh, will drizzle like a, like maybe a half cup of olive oil. I know it sounds like a lot, but like I said, you need to get get in a lot of high-quality fat. Then I'll cut up an avocado and add that in there with some olives, and then I just, you know, toss it, and that's my go-to meal. It takes me a good, like, 30 minutes to eat, <laughs> you know, to chew all that. I bet. I love that. <laughs> I love that too. I know you really need to uh, to make sure you have enough time. Sometimes I make a huge salad and I'll be like, oh crap, I got to leave soon. <laughs> I have this ginormous salad left. All right. So now that we know the basics, let's talk about what are the top three mistakes of keto? Yeah. So the first thing is people don't drink enough water initially. Because here's the thing, when you eat a lot mm-hmm. of carbohydrates, your body retains more water. But when you stop eating the carbohydrates, your body will uh, push out a lot of that water. So that's why a lot of people lose <clears throat> a lot of water weight initially. Um, but at the same time, that can dehydrate you because it causes an imbalance of electrolytes. So you need to be supplementing with sodium, potassium, and magnesium specifically to replenish those electrolytes. And that's why a lot of people experience the keto flu is because they're not drinking enough water, one, and then two, they're not um, adding enough salt to their food. So you need to add, you need to have about five to 10 grams of sodium per day uh, from high quality sources. So uh, pink Himalayan salt or sea salt, these types of salts that still have the minerals intact. The, the regular table salt that's iodized, that's stripped of all its minerals, isn't the type of sodium I'm talking about. You want real salt, so 5 to 10 grams of that, and then maybe sometimes you need a supplement with magnesium or potassium to make sure that your electrolytes are balanced. So that would be like the two, that would be the two okay. um, mistakes, top two mistakes that people make right there. And then the third one, honestly, is 
not being patient. So to, to go keto, right, you need to give it at least, I would say, 60 days minimum of consistency. And keto is not one of those things you can just do for a few days and then stop and then, you know, do for a few days and then stop because you never really get into a state of ketosis. So you need to be consistent with your efforts for at least 60 days to train your body, give your body time to adjust to using ketones as a fuel source. If you think about it, you've been running off of glucose for 30, 40, 50 plus years, right, for some people, and now you're trying to say, okay, no more glucose, let's run off of ketones, but your body's never used ketones as an energy source. It's going to take a good two to four weeks to get adjusted and go through that transitionary period. So at first, you might feel some symptoms of the keto flu, but like I said, if you're drinking enough water, you're supplementing, your electrolytes are balanced, you won't feel those keto flu symptoms nearly as much as if you just stop eating carbs one day and you just uh, try to eat keto. And for a lot of people, they experience keto flu. So it sounds like even if you're doing the right thing, you might feel it a little bit, but it does pass. And, and what are some of the symptoms? Do you feel like you have like a regular flu? No, it's not, it's not like a flu-like symptom. But it's, it's things like, um, uh, you know, lack of energy, brain fog, dizziness sometimes, cramping. Uh, in your muscles, uh, lightheaded, you know, um, those kinds of things. But those are usually caused by an imbalance of electrolytes. And so what I tell people is if you, if you experience any of those symptoms, you could do a couple things. One is take about a half teaspoon of salt, put it in the palm of your hand, and just down it, and then chug a bunch of water afterwards with it. Or just uh, uh, take a big gulp of pickle juice. <laughs> That's another hack that I do um, <laughs> to help alleviate those symptoms. If you're experiencing them, if you want to get rid of them like right away. Another thing you can, you can do nowadays that's really popular is you can supplement with these things called exogenous ketones, which are a, a supplement that you can take that essentially puts your body in a simulated version of ketosis, not true nu- nu- nutritional ketosis, but a simulated version within, you know, 30 to 60 minutes. And they're really popular. They're available, you know, online nowadays. Um, and that can help alleviate uh, the keto flu symptoms. Um, during that transitionary period. Now, what do you think about using those on your own? Somebody sent me some. I think it was Prove It. Does that sound familiar? P-R-U-V-I-T. Yeah, it's a popular company that makes them. Okay, so I haven't tried it yet because I wasn't. I wanted to talk to you first. So how would I just, even if I'm not keto yet, someone could just take that? And what's the benefit of that? And how often should they take that? And, you know, I was just well, kind of Well, yeah, wondering. it's going to help out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to help out if you are doing a nutritional, you know, ketogenic diet with taking the supplements, right? It just helps out during that transitionary phase, but also it gives you a big boost in brain power because ketones are a very efficient fuel source for your brain. Um, so if you have a long day at work where you have, you don't have time to eat, for example, it's kind of it's kind of like a meal replacement, right? Because uh, there's an appetite suppressant with taking exogenous ketones. So you don't feel as hungry, but you're all, your brain feels sh- mentally sharp and clear. So um, I'll use it if I have a long day of like travel or podcasting or speaking engagement, or I'll also use it as a pre-workout. So take it 45 minutes pre-workout to fuel your body with ketones and your body starts to learn how to use those ketones, you know, a little bit quicker um, than waiting for your body to produce the ketones, right? Um, There's also therapeutic applications. There's a neuroprotective benefit for your brain uh, taking exogenous ketones um, and uh, it helps to reduce inflammation as well. So there's other therapeutic applications to taking the ketones. Are they necessary? Definitely not, just like any other supplement. But they can give you a, a boost if you if you if you want to invest in it. Yeah, invest. They're expensive. Oh my gosh! When my husband saw me ordering it, he's like, "What the heck is that? What are you, what are you buying?" He's <laughs> well, like, "Just more do for... the keto diet. They're really expensive." Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, yeah, they are. They are more affordable <laughs> than they used to be. There's some other companies oh, good. like uh, Keto Logic is a good one. Uh, Perfect Ketones is a good one that's more affordable. Um, those those ones are some really good ones that I've tried and tested before, and they work pretty good and they taste really good. Um, you know, there the, there are other ones that are more expensive. Uh, so yeah, it's, sure. it's a newer supplement. Over time, the demand will continue to rise. The price will probably drop at some point. You know. Oh, that is good to know. All right, so Drew, let's say somebody's listening. They're like, okay, so I'm not ready to do keto yet. Uh, I want to, you know, I have want to get through the winter. I want whatever, you know, the reasoning is. Should they start taking those ketones that we just talked about? I mean, is that something? Would they, how often would you do that, or would you just do it like you said if you have a long day or you have a, you know, a big workout or something like that? Yeah. So me personally, I take them almost every day as a pre-workout or just like as a brain boost first thing in the morning. But then sometimes oh, cool. I'll go a couple weeks without them just to make sure I don't get dependent on them. Um, but yeah, I would say. You know, if you are going to go keto, I would just, you know, use them effectively and use them when you actually do a, a keto diet so that the transitionary period is a lot easier taking the keto supplements, to be honest with you. Now, you have a whole program. Tell us about it, because I definitely feel like if you have guidance from an expert, it makes it so much easier than trying to Google it and figure it out yourself. I mean, you can do that, but it's, it, I feel like it's safer to, to work with someone like you. So tell us about your program. Yeah, so, um, you know, I went on the Dr. Oz show a couple of years ago talking about the ketogenic diet, but I had no program in place. And so, so many people reached out to me saying, hey, I found you on Dr. Oz. I want to do the keto diet, but, you know, I need some kind of program or guideline. I'm like, oh, yeah, duh, I should have, you know, had that in place already. <laughs> but so I created it off the, after the demand of people asking me for it. So what I did was create an intro to keto course for uh, it's a 60-day program with detailed meal plans detailed grocery list, easy to make recipes that taste really good with no weird ingredients that are really quick to prep. And there's also 60 days of workouts included in there to maximize your results. Um, and if you you just go to keto, K-E-T-O dot fit to fat to fit dot com, uh, you can check it out. It's a, you know, 60 day ebook, really easy to follow, uh, very basic, you know, for beginners to get started. Um, but it's transformed thousands of people's lives from all over the world. And it's a very popular, very effective program um, that a lot of people have used um, and seen great results on. Yeah, it is on my list of things that I definitely want to do. One concern I have, though, is I'm happy with my weight. I just want and, and I'm I'm OK. I mean, there's I definitely have some fat on me I'd like to lose, but I do like my curve. So I'm always I don't want to lose too much weight. So what about somebody who's like they're pretty happy where they are, but they want the brain boost, but they don't want huge changes in their body. Will they lose too much weight or how do you? deal with that? No, that's a great question. I mean, honestly, I don't use keto for fat loss or weight loss at all. Like my body, you know, pretty much stayed pretty lean when I changed from a traditional, you know, kind of more of a paleo diet to a keto diet. Um, sure. I didn't lose weight. I didn't lose fat, like, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, for me, uh, yeah, I haven't, you know, I don't use it for that. I use it for, you know, nutrition for my brain and longevity and anti-aging, uh, inflammation, decreased inflammation in the body. That's why I use it. Um, so you're not going to lose a ton of weight if you go keto, unless you're just eating, you know, uh, uh, not enough calories, right? So it's still oh, okay. comes down to how many calories you're burning, how many calories you're putting in. Um, so yeah, it, if you don't want to lose weight, yeah, you just up your calories, up your protein a little bit, um, and you're not going to just all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, uh, get rid of Wither all away. the fat. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> now, if you do want to lose weight. The, that's going to happen too, right? I guess if you just have smaller portions of the things we're talking about. 
Yeah, but the cool thing about it is that, first of all, the food doesn't taste like diet food, right? You're, the food actually tastes yes. good. You're adding high fat, you're adding like butter and salt and uh, high fat cheeses mm. and creams to your food. Mm-hmm. And so the food's actually going to taste good. Like you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is keto. Yeah, the food's going to taste amazing. <laughs> so first of all, the food tastes really good. And then second of all, you're not going to feel as hungry, right? So you, the, the goal isn't to starve yourself. The goal isn't to feel hungry. Uh, the goal is to kind of listen to your body. And when you're hungry, eat food. But when you're full, stop. And you're going to notice that you're not hungry as often throughout the day. So that's why you probably drop to one to two meals per day and still feel fantastic and still feel optimal in the gym, at work, you know, being a mom or a dad, whatever it is, you'll be able to kill it. Well, you know what? After this interview, I'm going to try those ketones I bought because I want to see how I feel. I'm excited. Drew, you're always so awesome. Tell us all the ways we can find you on social media. Yeah, it's really easy. My brand is called Fit to Fat to Fit with the number two in between. And that's the name of my book, the name of my podcast, and you know, my website, my Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, social media handles. All of it's just Fit to Fat to Fit. You can find me on online pretty much everywhere. That's awesome. I also want to mention that Drew is in my book that is available now on Amazon, Clean Eating, Dirty Sex. Uh, It's not about dirty sex. It is about connecting with your partner, connecting with yourself and learning all the great foods and exercises and things you can do with your partner to have the best sex and best healthiest life. So I hope you'll check that out. I want to thank everyone for listening to Talk Fitness Today. You can check us out on Twitter at Talk, the number two fitness today. I'm at Health Media Gal One. Thanks so much for listening and stay well. This episode of Talk Fitness was produced by The Vitamin Shop, where trusted health enthusiasts help you thrive every day. Visit one of 800 stores across the country or head to vitaminshop.com for all your wellness needs.